This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. When the Queen of Sheba went to see King Solomon, after all she had heard, when she got to the palace, she told the king that what I have seen is more than what I have heard. Then she looked at the servants and those in court in the palace and she admired them that blessed are thou for being in the courts of this great king, King Solomon. Tell your neighbor you are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Praise the name of the Lord. I want you to relax and be expectant because like they say, your expectation determines your allocation. Amen. In the presence of the Lord, there is liberty. And for signs, miracles, and wonders, they are going on already. Because God is here. But the Bible says he sends his word and his word heals them and delivers them. I don't know who God has prepared for healing and deliverance today. But I know you will not go back the same way you came. In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's open our Bibles very quickly. To the book of Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. And I'll read from verse 27. Are we there? Nowadays you can't tell everybody to open your Bible because the screen is on. Amen. Well, let's just focus on the word this morning. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smiteth thee on one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away the cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods. Ask them not again. And as you would not that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. And as you will that men should do to you, do you also to them likewise. For if you love them which love you, then what thank have you? What have you done special? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you do good to them which do good to you, then what have you done? For sinners also do even the same. And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thank have you? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great and you shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaking together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you. 
again. Praise the name of the Lord. This morning, very quickly, I want to speak in a message titled, Love at Work. Love at Work. There are times you hear of a contract award for a road. You hear that money has been paid and you go through that route every day. But you see nothing happening. But one day you are coming to work or you are passing through that road and they will put a sign and they will say, man, at work. It means something has started happening. Until you see that sign, the award cannot affect anybody. Even the payment cannot affect anybody until they have put that sign, men at work. Love is the whole essence of Christianity. Left to me, that should be the only message that we should preach. Because if you are born again, certain promises guide your life. You are stepping into your promise of healing. Your promise of provision as you walk with the almighty God. We're just to come and show love to one another and encourage each other on the path that we have chosen to walk. Praise the name of the Lord. So Jesus was speaking here and giving us instructions as to what he called the great message. Love your neighbor as yourself and love your God. Those are the two things we need to focus on and strengthen as children of the almighty God. Of course, in 1 Corinthians 13, I'm sure you are familiar. It tries to define what love is. It tells us that love is gentle. Love is not proud. Love does not vaunt itself. Love is patient. Love believes all things. Everything that love is has been described in 1 Corinthians 13. And also in Matthew 22, 36 to 40. Matthew 26, 36, 22, 36 to 40. tells us, love your neighbor as yourself. And in John 3.16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Love works. Love can work. Love works. Jesus came in as an act of love of the Almighty. Love works. Love has works. Love works. Love has works. And also love is at work. Three things. Love works. Love has works. And love can go to work. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's just go forward and note five things. Number one. Five things we must know because it's a wide topic. So many branches. But let's look at some few things and we'll pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Number one, based on the love that God has shared on us, shared for us, and the instructions we have received from him, one thing you must do when love is at work is that you must love your friends. Love your friends. Convert friends to brothers. Anybody you call your friend, you have to love him. And love means giving. Giving money, giving time, giving prayers, giving concern, giving compassion. When somebody is your friend, then we have to love him. In John 15, 15, Jesus said, I call you friends. No more servants. You are now my friends. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's open very quickly to John 19, 26. The book of John. Chapter 19, verse 26. 
When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then said he to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. How many of us take people to our homes nowadays? In fact, when we ask people to fill their addresses in church, they don't want to put their address. So that nobody can come and visit you. What is in a, in the, in a home? In every sitting room in the world, there's a sofa, there's a television, there are stools. It's the same. In every bedroom in the world, there's wardrobe, there's bed, and there's mirror. Or do you have anything more in your own room? What's the big deal about your house? After all, electricians come in to repair something in your toilet. Plumbers come in to fix your toilet. In that way, they enter your bedroom. They enter your toilet. But your church brother cannot come in. It's the same house. When somebody is your friend, you must love him. Praise God. Number two, love strangers and enemies. Love them. Convert them to friends. If not, very soon they will overwhelm you. When you have too many enemies, it doesn't matter how, very soon you will have problems. The key to overcoming your enemies is not to come to church and pray and be fasting every day. You are defending arrows every day. You are all shielded up. Shields around you, shield of faith, shield of honor. Keeping arrows, why not just make them your friends? Convert your friends to your enemies. Jesus did the same for Zacchaeus. Hallelujah. Luke 19, 2 to 6. When your enemies are too many, very soon they will overrun you. Never forget that. Did you hear me? When you are making too many enemies, very soon you, they will overpower you. So you convert your friends. So you love them. You know, some years back, when I was serving, I, I served in the lorry and, you know, I'll just give a brief. I, I lied that I wasn't born again then. I lied that I was an international hockey player. Hockey, you cannot lie. I didn't know. In football, you can lie because the ball is big. Hockey is a stick and a small ball. To be able to use the stick to hold the ball takes one year to learn. And the coach just then was going around. An international is coming. Abusing all the regular players. So before I came, they were already angry. Because when an international comes, somebody will lose his position. Meanwhile, I didn't even know the rules of the game. So when I came that day, and I got to the pitch, they were all very angry. They gathered. Which is to be expected. And the coach was like, yes. Now, all of you, shame on you. See the international. And of course, they were boning. So when the coach left, I called them. He said, he left me with them. I said, all of you, come, 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 come. They were just grumbling and, come nearer, come nearer. He thought I had something very international to say. You know? So when he got nearer, I just whispered so that coach would not hear. I said, you guys know what? I said, what? Well, I don't know how to play this game at all. Please, you need to help me. Please, 
so I just when they just lied, I just lied. I just got. I thought they would post me to primary school or one chemistry laboratory. They posted me to sports council, and they have tournament two months time. So immediately, their antagonism turned to love. They just loved me. They said, "Don't worry, we will take care of it." So when the game started, they made sure the ball did not come to my side at all. Coach could not understand why they were afraid of me. But they were actually protecting me. I want to speak into one life this morning. Your enemies will protect you. It doesn't matter how much they have gathered against you. The almighty God will turn them around this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. There are many. You don't know many of them. But they will work for your favor. They will work for your promotion. They will work for your upliftment. In the mighty name of Jesus. That is what love can do. Number three. Love is not an introvert. Love is not an introvert. Oh, I'm a Christian. I'm gentle. I just want to... No, 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 no. I just like to mind my business. Love does not mind its business. Love does not mind its business. Love is not gentle. Love is not humble. Love is not quiet. Love is not an introvert. Love is an extrovert. In Acts chapter 10, verse 13, the Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Not Jesus Christ. He wasn't Christ then. He was still Mr. Jesus. It was after the anointing that he became the Christ. Note it. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and with power. Who did what? He went about looking for trouble. Looking for things to do. Benson Dowser went to church and they told the Reverend Dowser that he can raise the dead. You cannot raise the dead without love. You must love that dead body to want him to come back to life. You don't use anointing to raise dead without love. There must be compassion. There must be love. So that day he left. Just started going around the streets of Benin. Any dead body here? Any dead body here? Any dead body? Until he found a dead body. And he said, my pastor said, if I speak, it will happen. Somebody who has gone around on his bicycle looking for a dead body must be an epitome of love. Why won't the dead body rise? It's not everything you need anointing for. In that, in that wise. Love, is, is, love goes out. Love goes out to say, why are you frowning, brother? Have you eaten? What's wrong? I see you're not as happy as you used to be. Praise the name of the Lord. So if you are an introverted lover, change today. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. The mother of Jesus in that wedding at Cana of Galilee, in John chapter 2, told them, go and meet him. He knows what to do. Jesus said, that I don't, my time has come. He said, your time has come. Go and change their wine. Everybody said, go and meet him. And he changed water, I mean, to wine. And after that, he went into the temple and scattered the temple, drove those who were selling in the temple. And he kept going around, healing he didn't put signboard and sat in the room. He went around healing. 
Tell your neighbor, my love is not an introvert. Praise the name of the Lord. So you need to express yourself. When I sit in the plane, when I'm traveling, and you happen to sit by me, you must be my friend. You can't sit down. Some people travel here to London six hours. They are still enemies with the neighbor. If somebody sits by you for six hours and you're not friends, you are evil. How about waiting? Uh, you have to be my friend. Six hours? No. You have to be my friend. So we just keep quiet. Just and keep quiet. You cannot be a Christian and be like that. We are extroverts. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Number four. Love is inconvenient. Yeah, John 3.16. He gave his only, only begotten son. It was inconvenient. Amen. And in our text, Jesus said, do things for those who hate you. Touch their lives. What's the big deal? Bless them. Don't judge. You know, nowadays you have sinners judging sinners for sinning differently. Ah, he's, a, he's an adulterer. What about you? He has only committed a sin different from you. Don't judge. Just show love. Explain everything off with love. Because God is love. First John 4, 8. First John 4, 8. God is love. Matthew eleven thirty. He has a yoke. He exchanges yokes. It's not convenient for him. Love is inconvenient. And that is why we are preaching love. You don't preach things that are convenient. I don't have to preach to you to eat burger this afternoon. I don't have to preach to you to eat pandediam. Praise the name of the Lord. But it is those things that are inconvenient that you find us preaching. So you preach love is because something has to go. And that's why God has been begging us every day just to obey him. Love is because he loves us. It's inconvenient for him. He has to keep telling us, please, just do it. Just don't sin again. Just be humble. Just be nice. Just be kind. Praise the name of the Lord. Love is inconvenient. You have to accept that. Accept that. Just like taking injections in the hospital is inconvenient, but you just have to take it. So you just have to love. It's inconvenient. It disturbs your timing. They are coming to visit you when you want to sleep. The only time you have to rest is Sunday evening. There are 52 Sundays in a week, in a, in a year. And you have 3,000 contacts in your phone. So, uh, you are sleeping on that Sunday. Then how do you reconcile? How do you, you know, extend this love and this message to the other people? You can't be sleeping like that. I'm sorry. You have to visit somebody on Sunday afternoon. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. In 1 Samuel 18.1, 1 Samuel 18.1, Jonathan loved David as his soul. So much so in 1 Samuel 20, 30-34, Samuel 20, 30-34, his father, the king, told him that, are you okay? Can't you see that if this guy lives, you will not be king? That if this guy is alive, you will not be king? Can't you see? What's wrong with you? But Jonathan continued in love. And we can hear his name today. Some time ago, let me tell you a quick story. In all humility. We were in, we were in a church some years back. And the pastor had a car to sell. And the car was bad. And I didn't know I was new in that church. And I bought the car. I bought Wahala. 
I bought it six. Then, not now that you can easily issue out a check. I had to cough out 650,000 naira to buy that car. It almost killed us. After we have spent, whenever I want to travel with the car, it catches fire. Before Abaji. It never went after Abaji. It must catch fire. We'll throw it back. If we attempt to travel, it will catch fire again. That's how it, you know, almost finished us. We're not very comfortable financially then. Then, pastor went and bought exactly the same car again. Which means he knew there was a problem with that other car. Then why did you sell it to your fellow minister? So when he bought that second one, in fact, I used to tell my wife, this car that we bought, thank God that we're the ones that bought it. Because if any other member had bought this car, he would have become a Muslim, would have left Christianity. It was very annoying. So after we had suffered and suffered, after a while, I, because it was a problematic car then, pastor put the other car again for sale. I had to tell my wife, ah, pastor wants to sell that car again. The same car. Nobody must buy that car. We didn't have money. We quickly went to raise 650000 to buy the second car. So that no member will buy it and get angry. So we now had two problems. So bad. When I wanted to sell the car, I could not sell it because I knew what the cars were. So I had to do buy one, get one free. Now, even at that, when anybody comes, I said, look, this car will kill you. If you buy this car, you will die. Let me tell you, so they won't buy. Meanwhile, I wanted to sell the two. But you know, God is faithful. A friend of mine now came and said, I want to. I said, don't buy it. You're my friend. This car is de- is dead. It's dangerous. He said, you can handle it. You know? I said, are you sure? The two of them, this one always catches fire when he wants to travel. This one is not that bad, but I'm sure you can get parts from here to fix this. Are you sure? I told you the truth. He said, yes. That was how the two cars left. I can never trek. I can never trek. No, it will not happen. I will not trek. Praise the name of the Lord. So, love is inconvenient. There are things you need to do. There are things you have to do as a Christian. There are things you must take upon yourself as a Christian. Number five, love gives rewards. Matthew 11, 28 to 29. Matthew 11. Is somebody getting blessed this morning? Say, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Come unto me, all those that come unto Jesus, he rewards them. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God wants us to show love, that's all. And when you show love, he gives rewards. And you know one thing about God's rewards? You don't know his timetable for reward. You don't know what reward he gives because you don't even know what you need. Do you know if it's a kidney you need right now? Sitting down healthy. Do you know if it's, you know, a brain, a new brain cleansing you need right now? Do you know if your greatest need is to clear your arteries from all the cholesterol this morning? Which I believe God will do in somebody's life today. God knows your best reward. God knows your best reward. So he's a rewarder. It's not, it, it's, not a, it's not a novel that we read as a Bible. It's the character and the life of God. 
is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So pastors must love, brethren must love. The people Jesus loved followed him and he gave them their rewards. In 2 Kings chapter 4, 8 to 10, the story of the great woman of Shunem, the prophet was always coming by and she told her husband that why don't we just, you know, just build, a, get a room for this man in our house. In those days, guest ministers don't used to go to hotels. When they come, they stay in a, in a member's house. They stay in a pastor's house. But because some of us have four sets of sofa in our parlors, they cannot come again. It's so sad. Those days, we fight to accept guest minister. You cannot go to a hotel. You have a beautiful house. Some houses here finer than this Hilton. Why will a guest minister come here and sleep in a hotel when you can give him personalized service? And we come and kneel down and pray and fasting and anointing. Which anointing? Praise God. Matthew 23, 23. Say you are faithful in means and animes, but in the weightier things you are found wanting. That will not be your testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. This morning, let's open to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28. As we round up, Ephesians 4, 28. The Bible says, let him that stole. I, I, just, I just love this scripture. I found it, I rejoiced that this is what I've been looking for some time ago. Then I lost the scripture. I used to ask my wife, where is this scripture? I checked the Bible for it as if it was deleted. Then sometime, two, three months ago, I just found it again. And now I have put a stamp on it. It will never get missing. Say, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needed. The essence of your prosperity, your money, is to give to those who don't have. That's what it says in the Bible. All your hard work, all your struggle, is so that you can share it to those who don't have. It's not to have a stacked bank account. 700 million, 400 million in your account and you're happy. It's to give to those who don't have. That is why we are working. Praise the name of the Lord. In 1 Corinthians 9, as we close the last scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Say I these things as a man, or say it not the Lord, the same also. For it is written in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that shredded out the corn. Doth God take care for oxen? Or said he it altogether, he it altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt, this is written. That he that plies should plow in hope, and that he that treasured in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? If Pastor Tunde is sowing spiritual things, is it too much if he gains your carnal things? If others will partake of this power over you, shouldn't we also? If you give to other people, shouldn't the ministers here, the pastors, also have something from you? That's what he's saying here. Nevertheless, we have not used this power. But suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. 
They don't want you to begin to have doubt. Is this man truly a pastor? He's collecting things from us. I slept by 2 a.m. I woke up by 4. This night, or every Saturday night, I don't sleep. Abba, shouldn't you give me something for that? <laughs> come on, let's, let's, be, let's be real. You have problems, you come to me. I do my business, I run to church, I do everything. Shouldn't you even buy me a car? Who said her? <laughs> I've bought people cars, brand new cars. Praise God. Amen. Do you not know that they which minister about holy things, they don't drink holy air? They don't eat holy oxygen. They live of the things of the temple. And they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar. I'm a businessman to the glory of God. I do business, I make money. If you know the queue of people in my front, if you know the letters I've received for assistance, even from parishes, and I truly want to help all of them, I cannot meet up. I need you to give me money to meet up. Seriously. Pastor Tunde has the same, I'm sure all ministers. Pressure everywhere. Especially if they see you as a comfortable minister. Meanwhile, you, you are seeing him as, no, he doesn't need anything. He's comfortable. No, he's not. He has a lot. And that's the message that we're asked to share this morning. But I, I know that in, in throne room, we don't have such an issue, I hope. But if we do have, there's a turnaround this morning. Praise the name of the Lord. Even if you won't get blessed for it, it's not good to help somebody else. The same way we were helped when we were greatly in need. Praise God. And they which were at the altar, they are particulars to the altar. Even so, have the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. He now said in verse 15, he said, but I have used none of these things. Neither have I written these things that it should be so done unto me. Humility. So that you, I, I did not tell you to give any, you know, we pastors will always do that. I did not ask you for anything, no. No, we are asking. <laughs> in my church, I told everybody, if you travel, you must buy me something. It's, now in my church, it's compulsory. When you, no, if you travel and you come back and I know you traveled, the first question I will ask you before I say welcome, where is my gift? I don't care if it's one pin. I don't care if it's a handkerchief. You cannot travel and forget me. You went to shops, didn't you? And you call me spiritual father. I see. No, I'm a carnal partaker. Praise the name of the Lord. After all, you do spiritual and carnal. Yeah, I should do only spiritual. No, we'll partake of the carnality together. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I hope you understand what I'm, what I'm trying to say. You know, so it were better for me to die than that any man should make my glory in void. Those are just humble words he was trying to speak. If I could edit the Bible, I would delete those places. Amen. They're not necessary. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory. Not necessary. For necessity is laid upon me to, oh, yes, not necessary. If I preach not the gospel, we're just trying to make them happy. After telling them you should bless me. This morning, I want to encourage you 
Brothers and sisters, you need to appreciate your men of God. Sometimes they are overwhelmed. Sometimes they are, they are down. I called my wife some four days ago. I said, darling, I'm depressed. The pressure was too much. You know, when I'm that depressed, you know, a nice brown envelope will lift me up. Am I right? You know? <laughs> if you put uh, 300,000 in an envelope and give me any depressed man, we, we jump up. Depression will go. Pastors get depressed. Praise the name of the Lord. This morning, I believe that God has spoken to us. I want you to bow down your heads at this hour. The Bible says, What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Which means, what will it profit you even if you give to a pastor and you do all these things and still go to hell? Bow down your heads, close your eyes. I like when eyes are closed. You can hold your bag if you think they will steal it. But I like when eyes are closed. Focus on the throne. You are here this morning. You have been having arguments within you. Am I born again? Am I not? Okay, I'm born again. But if I die, will I go to heaven? I am not sure. I don't know what equation to use to equate that. Because that means I am not so born again. I'm going to make two altar calls. You are here, you are saying, Jesus... I want to accept you, really. I want you to really, really take charge of my life. So that when I'm in your presence, miracles just begin to happen. Things change in my life. I can walk with you in love, no guilt. I can pray well. Wherever you are, just wave your hand before I pray for the other people. Quickly. Any such person, just wave your hand quickly. I say, Jesus, I give my life to you. I want you in my life. Enough is enough. I am tired. Just lift up your hands and wave it quickly. Quickly, quickly. Anybody? You're saying, Jesus, I want to surrender my life to you. A new thing begins today. Okay, thank you, Jesus. You are here this morning. You are saying, Lord, I am not sure. I still have some small doubts. You are going to bow your head and you are going to pray. And say, Father, help me this morning. Just go ahead and pray for yourself. If you are saying, you know, sometimes I even ask myself, if I die, hmm, is it really, am I sure, 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 sure? Sure. So it's not a, it's not a vain imagination. Say, Jesus, help me. Help me, help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Turn things around for me. Set me on this path of salvation. Let me not die the death of the sinner. Please be patient with me until the day of my salvation. Be patient with me. Walk in me. I believe everybody has to pray this prayer. Say, Lord, be patient with me. Let me not die in vain. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. One more prayer. I'm going to say, Father, help me that your love will walk in me. That I will now walk your love in the lives of men. Go ahead and pray for yourself quickly. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Indeed, there is no God like you.
the merciful king. Thank you for these, your children. You don't send your word amiss. It's meant for somebody here today. But I pray that this word will be entrenched in their soul and we guide their walk, walk and the workings of their lives in the name of Jesus. They will not be found guilty. They will not face any condemnation. They will not miss your glory in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let somebody shout a big amen. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.